Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled A New and Living Way. It shall be focused on Hebrews chapter 10 and 11. Before we go any further, we begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the new and living way of the Holy Spirit that you sent to live in us. We pray, Father, may you direct us and guide us and lead us through the paths of righteousness and help us to Lord may you take the desire of the things of the world out of us for you've told us that the worshiper once purged hath no desire for sin help us to feed on the word of god that we might grow and and lord that we might be more and more like thee in the name of jesus christ we pray amen up next we shall listen to hebrews chapter 10 and 11 chapter 10 For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereon to perfect for then would they not have ceased to be offered because that the worshipers once purged should have had no more conscience of sins but in those sacrifices there is a remembrance again made of sins every year For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come, in the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldst not neither hast pleasure therein which are offered by the law then said he lo i come to do thy will o god he taketh away the first that he may establish the second by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins but this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down on the right hand of god from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified whereof the holy ghost also is a witness to us for after that he had said before this is the covenant that i will make with them after those days saith the lord i will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will i write them and their sins and iniquities will i remember no more now where remission of these is there is no more offering for sin having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh and having an high priest over the house of God let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled 
from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorer punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions, partly whilst ye were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that, after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Chapter 11 Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, 
by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that, In Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph, and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel, and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents, because they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, assaying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith 
subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts, and in mountains, and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, the Oddball. This was preached in 1964 on June the 14th in the evening. We'll begin at paragraph 70 up to paragraph 142. I trust you find it to be a blessing. A critic a few days ago said to me, down in Tucson, he said, you know, some people make you a nut and others make you a god. I said, well, that kind of runs all right. I know he's trying to criticize me. He said, people think you're a god. I said, well, just, uh, I know the people didn't do that. But I, I know he didn't understand it because he's on the other side of the skin, you see. So I know he didn't, he didn't know it. So I said, that's not too far away from the word of God, is it? Just let him, just let him know we wasn't lost. <laughs> we know where we were standing. We know what kind of sails we had set and what kind of wind was blowing it. We know what our thread was and what our nut was. And we know how we're standing. I said, that's not contrary to the word of God so much, is it? I said, remember, when God was sending Moses down to the children of Israel, God made Moses a God. That's right. And made also Aaron, his brother, a prophet. That's right. All the prophets, Jesus said, were gods. They were God's man. That's right. God means it that way. Listen. The word that we preach, and the word that I said this morning, God hiding behind skins. Badger skins. God hiding behind the skin of a man. See, that's what he did. When God was manifest in the world, he was hiding behind or veiled behind the skin of a man called Jesus. He was veiled and hiding behind the skin of a man called Moses. And they were gods. Not gods, but they were God, the one God, just changing his mask, doing the same thing each time, bringing this word. See, God made it that way. He knows that man's got to see something. There isn't ever one of us born into the world. 
Like I was telling you this morning, nobody was daring to follow Moses in there. God never did deal with two. He deals with one. Always. No one was daring to impersonate Moses. It was death, natural death. To try to impersonate him. To go in that pillar of fire with him. So people are not all made. You're not born in that way to break out into that supernatural. But God sets some on the earth to represent him as an ambassador from him. And that ambassador is ordained of God to go into the great unknown supernatural and discern and bring out things. That the natural mind cannot perceive it. It brings out the mystery of God. Foretells things that is. And things that will has been. And things that will be. What is it? God. God. Behind skins. Human skin. That's exactly right. Sam Connolly. Lives in Tucson. He come here once many years ago with Mr. Kidd and was healed with a standing ulcer for many years. When I went out last fall, Sam had a, a stone that the specialist there in, in Tucson examined it. It was as big as a marvel. Brother Sam Conley, many of you here know him. He's from Ohio. And he went to the doctor and he said, Sam, make yourself ready next week. I'll take that stone out a couple days from that. He said, can I pass the stone, doctor? He said, it's impossible. The stone is too big. So he got him in a car and took him home, and he called. He said, I want you to come over and pray for me, Brother Brown. Why did he call me for such? And I started to pray for him. I said, Sam, it's thus saith the Lord. The stone will pass by itself. And the next morning he took the stone to the doctor. And he said, the doctor said, Mr. Connell, I don't understand how it happened. And he said, I am a believer in God. And God passed the stone for me. Took it from me. The man could hardly believe it, the doctor. Just the more he could believe that big tumor leaving my wife's side, you know about, see. So he said, uh, about six months later, which is about three, about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, Sam Conley was stricken down by a serious heart condition. And I don't know the name of Carter or some kind of a heart blocker, ever what it is. It's a very dangerous. It won't, you can't get over it, they claim. A heart attack and his heart blocked. And his limbs swelled out to his ankles were larger than his leg up here high around his hip. So they took him down to the doctor. The doctor said, take him home peacefully or to the hospital. Sam said, I don't want to go to the hospital said, take him home and put him in the bed and don't you move head, hand, or foot for six months. Said, you could die at any minute. And Brother Norman called and we went over that night to see Brother Sam. 
And when we prayed for him, and the Lord spoke, and the next morning, Sam went down to the doctor's office with his britchy legs pulled up, stood before the doctor and said, Look at me, doctor. And the doctor put him under an electrical cardiogram and he said, I don't understand it. He said, Go on back to work. He said, What church do you belong to? He said, I don't belong to any of them. He said, You can't be a Christian without belonging to them denominations. You have to be. See, that's all the doctor knows. Sam was a nut to him. And he was a nut to Sam. But I asked such a question. Then what happened? Sam come over and he said, What can I say to anybody that tells me such things, Brother Bram? Tell them that you belong to the one and only church. You don't join it. It's not a denomination. You're born into it. A little lady. About six months ago, leaning on the bosom of Sister Norman, I forget her name. Very uh, pretty little woman, about 30 years old. Her and her husband had separated. And she took leukemia. And she had been in such a condition that she could hardly get around. And finally, it got worse until the doctors put her in a bed. And the doctors visited her until the time come they give her until the following Wednesday. She'd be dead by Wednesday. And Miss Norman somehow got her out of the bed and brought her over and had to hold her up in a chair. And as the little fellow sat there pitching back and forth and gray as she could be, yellow over the skin from the cancer, leukemia, I said, well, I can pray for you, sister. And her trying to speak in the tears in her eyes, she said, I, I said, are you a Christian? She said, I'm a Methodist. I said, I, I asked you if you was a Christian. And she said, you mean belong to the Christian church? I said, no, ma'am. I mean, are you born to the Spirit of God and love the Lord Jesus? She said, well, I've always belonged to the church. I said, if God will let you live, will you promise me that you will return to me and let me show you the way of the Lord more plainer? She said, I promise God anything if he'll spare my life. I'll serve him. Just then a vision come. said, thus saith the Lord. Don't make ready. Tear up your things for your death day after tomorrow. As on Monday and she's to die Wednesday. You're not going to die. Last Sunday, a week from this Sunday, I sat with her in the room, gained 30 some odd pounds. The doctor said there's not one trace of the leukemia can be found anywhere. And she wanted to know, and I sent her down to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in an irrigation ditch. <laughs> the way of the Lord. Might be a nut. But if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. I visit up at uh, the boy used to take tapes here, Leo Mercer. He's got a trailer court. And I've been praying for some people. I prayed for a, a little lady named Loker, I believe it was. And she'd had 14 operations of cancer. And the doctors give her up to die. And was prayed for and told her she would not die. But she would live. And there's not a trace of it anywhere. And because of that 
28 of her family were standing there saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Might be a nut, but it's drawing all men unto him that will come. It's threaded with the word. You see what I mean? I got a letter that come in day before yesterday laying right back there in the file. Last fall, while on a hunting trip, or last spring is a year ago, an Indian boy named Oscar that we hunt on the highway up there with us where the angel of the Lord, I told you across here, would bring that caribou and, and that uh, silver-tipped grizzly, all of you remember it. Then that boy, when I walked into the, he walked into the tent last spring, and when Bud asked me to ask the blessing, he took off his gloves, his riding, he put them gloves on and was ready to go out. He was a Catholic. He'd have nothing to do with it. Last fall, when he couldn't stand it by my side, when his mother was back there dying with a heart attack, he said, won't you come back and pray for her? I went back in this little hut of the Indians there, and there all of them gathered around this mother and her dying, couldn't speak a word of English, and the Holy Spirit came down and told the mother through an interpreter, her daughter, what had taken place, which was even called her name and told her what she was and what tribe she was from and how that this had happened. And the mother was instantly healed. And the next morning when I went back to see him as I rode out going 40 miles back for a sheep, there they was all sitting there. She was all getting on the horse to go back to dry moose meat. And I said, last night when I prayed, I said, Our Father who art in heaven, I said, Louise, I, I was a Catholic prayer. You all started and then, of course, I left you. And I said, now I'm just going to thank God. We don't say prayers, we pray. She said, we no more Catholic. She said, we believe like you believe. We want you to take all of us and baptize us the way you baptize. We want the Holy Ghost. On the trip back, the boy had lost his horses months before that. Couldn't find him. And the guy was bawling out said, Oscar, you know better than to leave them horses like that. The bears, a lot of grizzlies, uh, would eat them horses up at this time. And he kept standing close to me. And he said, um, one night he said, me ask you something? I said, yeah. He said, Brother Branham, pray God. God, give me my ponies back. <laughs> I said, Bud said the bear eat him up. He said, Brother Branham, ask God. God give Oscar his ponies back. I said, you believe that, Oscar? He said, I believe. God, make my mother well. God tell you where bear was, where game was. That God know where game is, know where my horses is. A year ago, while standing back there with Fred Softman, he's here tonight. Billy Paul, my son, the Holy Spirit came down. I said, Oscar, you'll find your ponies. They'll be standing in snow. There lays the letter. Wrote me last week and I got it a Friday. Come in here, slain right there in the file now. Brother Branham, Oscar, find ponies standing in snow. <laughs> How they live, nobody knows. They're, the boy, at this time of year, June, they so much snow, they steal 20 or 30 foot of snow around them. How did they stay there through the winter in this canyon? 
Oscar can get into him on snowshoes, but of course he can't put snowshoes on his pony. But he found them according to the word of the Lord. It might sound like a nut. Just believe it one time. Depends on how your threads are. Now, it won't thread up with the denomination. It'll only thread with the Word. But there's some people in the world believes that Word. It'll take a nut to wrap that bride out of here this tree. For the bride and the bridegroom are one. And the God is one and the Word is God. It'll have to be threaded with the Word. And it'll draw the bride out of these denominations. Yeah, he wanted to criticize me. You know, it reminds me of thought about this morning, God hiding behind skins, skin of man. A little story, and then I'm closing. Sorry, I done kept you here about 45 minutes now. There's a home, Christian home. And there was a, I told this to this critic. And in this home, there was, they believed in God. They had a little boy there. But he's scared to death in a storm. Lightning, oh, he's just scared to death. He'd run our tables anywhere when it was lightning. So one night, there come a big storm out on the farm and where they lived and trees was blowing and lightning flashing. Getting late in the night, the mother said to Junior, said, now, Junior, you go upstairs and go to bed. Said, now, don't be scared. Go on up there. So little Junior with his pajamas on, Went up the steps looking back, about half crying. He laid down, tried to go to sleep, covered up his head. He couldn't go to sleep. That lightning flashing around the window. So I said, oh, Mom. <laughs> I said, come up here and sleep with me. Well, she said, Junior, nothing's going to bother you. That lightning can't hurt you. He said, but Mama, come up here and sleep with me. So the mother went up the steps and laid across the bed with her junior. And she said, Junior, my little son, mother wants to tell you something. She said, Junior, we are a Christian family. We believe in God. And we believe that God protects us in storms. We believe that. And we believe that God takes care of his own. And said, I want you to believe that, Junior. That don't be as scared. God is with us. And he'll protect us. Junior snubbed a few times. He said, Mama, I believe that too. He said, but when that lightning's so close to the window, I like the feel of God. It's got skin on it. So, I think that all of us adults think the same thing. God was skin on it. God was skin on it. It might sound like a nut to the world, but it's drawing all men unto him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as the little stories of, of experiences, and sometimes they happen for a reason, and it's yet as rude as it is, yet we understand it in the language that it happened in. So we thank thee tonight, Lord, that that God can house himself in us. We are thankful that there was a propitiation made. The blood of the righteous one, Jesus, 
who was the fullness of God, the fullness of the Godhead bodily, that he laid down his precious life, not taken from him, but willfully laid it down, that we might enjoy him in the fullness of his presence, in the Shekinah glory that he lived in, that our souls might be sanctified with that blood, that the great Holy Spirit itself could live in us. And we become teachers, prophets, and so forth to the people of those, Lord, who are needy. Gifts of God. God Himself manifesting, glowing out the great gifts of God in the presence of this modern age. And the rude expression, Lord, of being a nut. And we know that in this day that it takes some time when the world gets in a rut like the church is today, just joining new churches and new denominations. A man who comes forth with the word is considered a nut, an insane person. As the great apostle Paul, who was trained to be a theologian, a priest, and yet he said he'd become a fool for the glory of God. He forsook his education that the people might listen to his high-polished words. And he said he come not with enchanting words and wisdom of man that their faith would be in such. How the church has turned to that today as he prophesied, after my departure, wolves shall enter in, not sparing the flock. But he said he came to them in power and manifestations of the Holy Spirit that their faith would be in God. Father, he became a fool to the world to know Jesus. And so do we today, Lord. There's people sitting here that's considered crazy because that they're ready to trust God for their healing, for their eternal destination, placing their reputation at stake and worship to Him, thanking Him, praising Him, giving freedom to their spirit to worship God. They're considered crazy. But you said that the, the foolishness of God, if we are fools, was stronger and wiser than the wisdom of man. For man by wisdom know not God, but through the foolishness of preaching, it pleased God to save them that was savable. We pray, God, that the great author of this word will come tonight and heal the sick, save the lost. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I am lightning God, so that you won't be mixed up in what I said today. God is a great diamond, the eternal. And when a diamond is brought out of the blue stones of Africa, I've been in the mines watched them in the great, how they process this and get the diamonds out, how they go through the crusher and the great blue fire diamonds, black diamonds come out. They have not much form, certain form. They're just a great stone. And really they have no fire in them at that time. They're just a diamond, a stone, round, smoothed out a lot of them. But this diamond must be cut 
Now, it's against the law to have one not being cut. It must be cut, and then you have to have a receipt where you bought it. Because it's millions of dollars in it. And I liken God to that diamond. Now, a diamond is cut so that it will reflect what's on the inside of it, the fire that's in the diamond. And it has to be cut to every little way, every little shape. Three points. Put the three points to a diamond, and a light against a three-point object will give seven colors. Make seven colors. And now notice, God was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. See, he was cut, bruised, that great diamond that from him might reflect the gifts to the church. And it isn't the light because the light must return back when the sun's off of it to where it has been cut from. But every little piece that comes from that chipping is not destroyed. It's put to use. Many of them are made to Victrola needles. And those needles bring forth, that's been chipped from the diamond, bring forth music that's been canned into a record. I hope you see what I mean. The chip from Christ, the gift from Christ, put upon the Bible, speaks out the hidden mysteries of God to the believer. He knows the secret of the heart. He knows every person. Do you believe that? It would not be the diamond saying, you see what I am. It's what he come from. (laughs) The diamond is a diamond because he's off of a diamond. And that's the way the gifts of the Spirit is or to the person. It's a part of that diamond. It's sent and been brought down and brought into a gift to interpret, to preach, to teach. There's five spiritual gifts. Apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. And they're all for the edifying of the body of Christ. And just as sure as there's teachers... Pastors, there's got to be prophets. We know that. And we believe that God is to be manifested in the last day among His people to the elect seed, according to the Bible, in the form of prophet. That's exactly with the Word. Not that the man is God, but that the gift is God. And that's the needle. Now, a pin won't play that record right. A record sewing needle won't play it right. But a diamond, it's the best. It brings it out clear. A diamond-pointed needle. May God tonight, your record of life, whatever is wrong with you, whatever that you're desiring from God, May the great master who holds the needle in his hand, may he put it upon your life and reveal to us what you're here for, what you want. Then we'll know that he's here. Heavenly Father, will you grant it before I start this prayer line, not aiming to do this, but will you grant it? That the people might know, maybe strangers here to be prayed for. I know not them, but you do. And Paul said, 
If you speak with tongues and there be no interpretation or give no edification, the people will say you're mad. But if one prophesies and reveals what's on the heart, then they'll say truly God's with you. Let it be again, God, in this late hour. You promised it, so shall it be. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I wonder how many sick people in here tonight that's here, or did Billy give out prayer? Is there any prayer cards give out? Yes. There is. Well, I guess every sick person's got a prayer card. But I don't know what you wrote on it. I think he just gives you a card. You write what you want to on it. Is that it? Just got the card? You put on it whatever you want. I don't know you. How many of you knows that I don't know you and yet you're sick? And you'd say this. What I've heard you say today, God behind skins, God behind human skin, veiling himself. But if you got spiritual eyes, you can open and see him. See who he is. You believe that. Jesus said, he that believeth in me, the works that I do, shall he also. More than this shall he do, for I go to the Father. Now, if you believe with all your heart, how many in here that's sick and knows that I do not know you, Know what's wrong with you. Just raise up your hand. Say, I'm sick, have need. How many has desires in their heart? Not sick, but has desires. You know what? All right. There isn't very anybody that I've seen, but what held up their hand. Now, I don't know. I know this man sitting here. I'm sure that's Brother James. And I think that's Sister James. Brother Ben, I know... It's your faces sometimes. The brother take the pictures. But that's uh, somebody back in here anywhere. Just I, I, I challenge this on the basis and the closing of this message. Do you know God promises to happen in the last days? He made the promise. See? Now, I can't make it happen. See, I, I cannot do that. He has to do that. He's the one who does it. Not me. But I believe in him. Or I wouldn't be standing here telling you something and I didn't believe in. Now you pray and you say, Lord Jesus, I'm taught in the Bible that you're a high priest right now. That can be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. I don't care where you are. And you say, I believe you. And by faith, I believe what that man said today. That's what the angel told me. Get the people to believe you. And if I tell the word of God, it ain't believe me, it's believe the word. If it ain't with the Word, then don't believe it. But if you believe it is the Word, then whatever it is, you pray. And you believe. And see if He still can reveal what's in your heart. And anybody knows that the Bible said that the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword and discerns the thoughts and intents in the heart. That's how... Abraham knew that that was God when he could tell what Sarah was saying back in the tent, what she was thinking about. When he said, I'll visit you, and Sarah thought in her heart it can't be so. Now, I said he's here to heal you. What do you think about it? If you just believe. I can't, I have no certain way Heavenly Father knows that. See? I just got to see it. What I see, I say, and what I 
I don't see, of course, I can't see. But he's just as much God. Would that increase your faith if he'd do it? Preaching like that, it kind of throws me out a little bit. But he's here. I'm conscious of that. Watching a man as he bowed his head right back here. His wife sitting by and praying also. Right here. Got something on your heart. Your wife praying. Got a burden on your heart. It's for your mother-in-law. Right? You believe God can tell me what's wrong with your mother-in-law? I don't know you. We're strangers to one another. Is that right? You believe God can tell me what's wrong with her? She isn't here. I see a great distance. She's in east from here. She's in Ohio. That's right. She's suffering with a blood condition. Have your wife to take that handkerchief there. She's crying on place on her. Don't doubt. She'll get well. Believe that? Here's a little lady sitting right here in front of me. She's crying. There's something wrong with the child. I don't know. No, it's nothing wrong. She's just got a desire. She's desiring to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's thus saith the Lord. Believe, child, you're going to receive it. Here's a lady sitting out here on the end of the row. She's praying. I'm a stranger to her, but she's shadowed. You had operations. If we're a stranger to each other, I suppose. I don't know you. You don't know me. Only just maybe hearing of me. You're not from here. You're a stranger among us. You're from uh, Wisconsin. The city is Milwaukee. And your trouble is cancer. It's on the breast. Operation after operation, yet without success. Let the faith that touched the hem of his garment believe it right now. Sink it in your heart, it shall come to pass. Have faith. A man sitting over in a corner here. He's praying for his mother. He's a stranger to me. I don't know him. But he's praying for his mother. And his mother has the same thing this woman has, cancer. Or she's scared of it. Which it is. There's a man you're praying for. That man has trouble with his back. He's also, I seem intoxicated. He's an alcoholic. You're a brother. You're not from here. You're from Illinois. You believe God can tell me what your name is? Farmer. Is that right? Raise up your hand. Glory to God. Believe. There's somebody kneeling over somebody praying. Somebody laying on a cot. All right. 
Do you believe what you've heard to be the truth, lady? You do. If I could heal you, I'd come do it. But you're already healed by Christ. You just got to believe it. That lady standing there praying was praying for you to be touched. I don't know you. But God knows you. You're from out of town also. That's right. You're from Illinois. Exactly. Uh, the city is called East Moline. Illinois. You suffer with cancer. You're a minister's wife. Do you believe? You'll die laying there. Why don't you accept him tonight and say, I can in my heart. With my faith above anything that you're, I believe that I'm healed. I'm in the presence of God. Rise up. Believe you can go home and be healed. There she is. You believe with all your hearts? Let us praise God. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for all Thy goodness and mercy. We thank Thee for You're still here. Right in the midst of all this trouble and this world that's perverted, yet you're here. Let thy spirit, Lord, ever remain with us. We see that you're here, God, with skin on, in the human hearts, giving faith and revelation and vision. You're God in your church, God in your people. We thank thee for this, Lord. And may everyone believe tonight with one accord. And may they be healed. Through Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. How many over there has prayer cards on that side? Let them that's on that side move back. Come right in the middle of this aisle. Them on that aisle. Come right out this way. Just take your place. Come right out this way. Let those, as soon as they are finished up, this line, catch the next side. Elders, come here. Brother Roy. I want the deacons of the church here immediately, if they can get in from everywhere they're at, come here for a little help. I want each one that's going to be prayed for, raise up your hand. Say this behind me, Lord... I believe. Help thou my unbelief. I believe that in your presence, as I follow your word, and my hands is laid on me tonight, I'm going to accept my healing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Watch. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. He told Noah it was going to rain. It never, he never, I never said as soon as, as you're prayed for, you're going to be well. He said they shall recover. He told Noah it was going to rain. It never rained for 120 years, but it rained. He told Abraham he was going to have a baby by Sarah. It never happened for 25 years, but had it. He told Isaiah virgin was going to conceive. It never happened for 800 years, but she conceived. Is that right? He promised it. No matter how long it takes, He does it anyhow. Do you believe that? Come forward. Let Brother Cassius lead the scene. You'll move the card. I'll let everybody be in prayer now.
Our Heavenly Father, we're going to obey your commandments by laying hands upon these sick people. I don't know one thing else you could do, Lord. For you have said in your word, you've purchased their healing. You've proved that you're here with us tonight, the word that can discern the thoughts that's in the heart. You've proved that, that you are among us. And I pray thee, Father, that your word, which cannot fail, will be made so real to each heart that you said, if you can believe it, don't doubt, but believe it. Say to this mountain, be moved. And don't doubt, but believe that it will come to pass. You didn't say when. You told the people at Pentecost to go up there and wait. You never said hours, days. You said until. Now they're coming to accept their healing. They, they never think of nothing else but their healing until the deliverance comes. We obey you by laying hands upon them as believers. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Right, right, right. Your God bless you. Go ahead. That's good. Amen. All things are possible. If we could change them words now, I believe it's now. I believe that what has been asked and desired shall be granted. It shall happen. I saw passing through the line a few moments ago some of my Italian friends from Chicago. Uh, How many know Sister Batazzi from Chicago? Well, you know she had a, a mental nervous break just recently. Very, very bad. But the morning in Chicago at the Christian Businessman's Breakfast, I told the sister, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, she'd come back to one side, and she was just going to hold herself together. And I said, Sister, you won't get over it right away, but you're going to be well. I said, it'll be either 18 months or two years. Right in that bracket, you'll be made well. The other day while speaking with her, I heard her testifying, so happy, the happy she'd ever been in all of her life. She was riding in a car. She had no peace. The presence of God seemed to have departed from her. Of course, it was mental nerve, you know. And all of a sudden, it returned with a great flow of joy. And the power of the Holy Spirit was upon her. She wept. She cried. She, she had, They just had a great time. About three or four weeks ago or a month, 
And I heard her testify Sunday before last. And she said, Brother Branham, when I got back, I marked down and took that tape. And it was exactly 18 months to the day. Amen. Do you love him? Isn't he wonderful? Now, the same Holy Spirit that can predict that exactly without missing one time. All these years, and through his word, has tried to uncover to you today that God isn't some object way off or some historical something. He's a living present tense. His word made manifest. Hid himself in human veil in his church. Revealing himself by your faith and my faith together, coming together, making the unit of God. I can do nothing without you. You can do nothing without me. Neither can do anything without God. So together it makes the unit, the connection. God sent me for the purpose. You believe it, and there it happens. That's just it. See? Confirmed perfectly. I don't care what's wrong with you, what anyone has said. If from your heart you believe that you're going to be well, there's nothing can ever stop it. He said so. And he said, the heavens and earth will pass away, but my word won't fail. Do you believe that? How many will pray for me in other meetings as I go? I'm one who needs prayer. See, everybody's turned me down. But you. And yet there's seed out there. I sent a letter to South Africa. They wouldn't let me come in unless I would sign a paper and I would baptize over on that side everybody three times, once for the Father, once for the Son and the Holy Ghost, face forward. On the other side, I baptized backwards, one for the Father, and teach that was doctrine. I wrote them a letter. I said, the Holy Spirit's been trying for the last few years to get me in Africa again. He wants to use my ministry. There were 30,000 except Christ one afternoon. I said, remember... The blood of them souls be upon you, Amen. not upon me. I've offered to come, but you won't do it. I wonder what it'll be in this day when Jesus, the Son of God, has been turned from the church. The word rejected. But in, time, in all of that, he still is making himself known to his people. Amen. Aren't you thankful for it? Amen. I passed by tonight, tapped my hands on them. Some aged women, some young, some old, some young man, old man, just soaking wet as I am. I thought sitting there, sitting there listening at the word Amen. that the rest of the world thinks is crazy. See? They are, they are the bolt. See, God's here to thread it up, draw you right out of your sickness. <laughs> it's the promise of the word. Amen. Just remember, it'll start tightening. I will draw. If I be lifted up, I'll draw. He'll draw it out of you. <laughs> he sure will. You just to believe him. Have faith in Him. Don't doubt Him. Believe Him. Pray for me. When you have no one else to pray for, just remember me. And then, until we meet, till we meet, till we meet. Thanks for coming those long ways. God protects you as you go home. Until we all the Christians. Salute them from this group here. God's peace upon you. Shalom. God be with you till we meet again.
As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, that there's none like Thee. And we know, Father, we're oddballs on this earth and we're citizens of a city to come. But we pray, Father, may You change our nature that we be more and more like Thee and set our eyes and affections and things above. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Evidence of